Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I'm joined here by the beautiful Aileen McAllister, teacher, Irish dancer and businesswoman. Aileen hails from the north coast of Antrim in a town called Ballymoney and she's here today to tell us all about how she has come to be in Dubai. How are you today Aileen? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me here. It's an honour to be asked to be on your podcast. Oh, honestly, it is a dream to have you on. I'm so delighted I have you on the podcast today. So um, before we move into your story, would you mind sharing with our listeners how you came to be on the podcast today? Yeah, absolutely. So I first met you when I went on a retreat to Abu Dhabi. Um, It was the Design and Dine Retreat back in June last year and it's funny I saw it pop up on Instagram or being advertised but the weekend that it started I wasn't actually able to go. Um, One of my friends was having her birthday weekend and had booked to do the skydive Dubai so while I really wanted to go on the retreat I ended up having to jump out of a plane and face my fears. (laughs) So um, I worked out then that I saw it pop up again and I went I think maybe it was the second time that you went together and did the retreat so I ended up going there asked a couple of friends did they want to go and a few of us booked on and then that's where we met so you were doing the first workshop on like coaching and goal setting and it's actually funny because something really strange happened that day it was like one of the first um, tasks that we were asked to do and you're like right move away from your friends don't be sitting with somebody you know, go and find out somebody that you don't know. So I literally just turned around on the spot and got talking to a girl from, who lives in Abu Dhabi, she's an Irish teacher as well. And it turns out that she'd actually been doing my online classes for Read Rubik's. So it was a really surreal moment then to be able to share that with the group. And it's just funny how being in the right place at the right time and how you like meet other people. And then like, we had such a great weekend and that's how we really kind of stayed in touch then and started following you on Instagram and listening to your podcasts and then just at the start of January there you did another retreat and then in Dubai here so we ended up going to that as well so that's how we met anyway. And you know what I have to share when you shared that in the room back in June that this girl you just all of a sudden spoke to randomly has been joining your classes all along it was like mm-hmm. everyone in the room was like oh my god like you couldn't write it but like it was such a strange day because that day everyone had a connection which was so random it's so funny how the universe works isn't it yeah and like even in the progression from that then we got talking and we we're like well there's maybe a demand for Irish dancing classes in Dubai or Abu Dhabi so I was coaxing her then to try and start up a Read Robics Abu Dhabi. So hopefully not, hopefully now in the next few like months or so, once she gets through the training and stuff, then that will maybe take off as well. So it's just like, I think everything happens for a reason or somebody's put in your path for a reason. And it's so cool. Like there's a lot of things that's happened in my life as I've moved along or went to different places and met other people. Like everything works out. Like it's, it's very scary, but it's cool at the same time. It is. And I think a lot of people seek comfort in knowing that, like just what you said, everything does work out. And also, I do want to share with our listeners, Aileen, you have the most infectious energy about you. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, honestly, like it was it was straight away. You were on my list for the new season. I was like, oh, my God, got to get this girl onto my podcast because your energy is just like you're so like and I'm sure people who know you will agree. You're so sincere. You're like so happy go lucky. You're so chill. And you just have this, like, this wonderful, I can't, like, such an open heart about you. And you're just so, just kind, you know? And you're just, honestly, I love you to pieces. So I'm so happy you're on the podcast today. Thanks so much. I really appreciate the kind words. And right back at you, you're you're a great person to have met as well. And lucky that our paths have crossed. And this is my first podcast. I've never done anything like this before, so... Yeah, happy go lucky. Um, gave anything a go once. I've, I've done a lot of stuff here, but being in Dubai, so yeah, live life to the max and see what happens. That's just the way to do it. 
<laughs> you girl, I love it. I love that attitude. All right. So Aileen McAllister, firstly, welcome anyway to the podcast. And obviously I've asked you on to talk about your journey and how you became an expat and also to talk us through how you obviously set up your wonderful business, Real Aerobics up in Dubai. So firstly, do tell us, how did a girl from Antrim land herself in Dubai? I suppose it's kind of a, a long story, really. Um, I suppose I better start at the start. Um, so I trained to be a teacher in Belfast. Um, I went to St. Mary's University College and did four years of the primary teaching degree through Irish. So like growing up, my family, I, there's eight of us. I have four brothers and a sister. So I'm the oldest in the family, responsible, looking after the rest of them. And it's me, the four boys, and then my sister, Nadine. So like I've always been like kind of the leader of the pack. So like growing up, my mum comes from Donegal. So like our family holidays would have always been to Glencoe and and County Donegal. And I love anybody that knows me knows how much I love Donegal. Um, if someone mistakenly thinks I'm from Donegal, I own it. I'm like, yep, up Donegal. <laughs> so that was our summers every year. And like we never went on a family holiday. So then I was training as a teacher and I think it was the last day possible that you could put your application form in for Erasmus. Um, I'd never even heard of what Erasmus was before. I think I, I had an interview for Stremulus at the time and they asked me that their question, like how would you benefit from going on Erasmus? And I didn't even know what she was talking about. So I'd failed that interview anyway. But as I say, like wherever you're meant to be, it's, you're going to end up there. So like St. Mary's, I instantly felt like that was the place for me, like instantly just had the connection with the, the place. It was so homely and like everybody you met instantly, like you got along with, you had things in common with. So it was the last day we were sitting in the ICT room and the applications were going in. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll give this a try and see. And I didn't know where I was applying for. And the next thing I got an acceptance letter saying you're going to Madrid for five months from January to May. I was like, goodness yeah. I've never been anywhere before in my life so that was the first of it and I think ever since that then I kind of got the book like I had such an amazing time um me and three girls from my Irish class end up going to Madrid in the middle of Spain hadn't a notion didn't speak a word of Spanish but we learned as we went along um we went we studied there we went to school there and like of course, me loving the dancing. We used to go to flamenco classes and salsa dancing in the evenings and stuff. So like, I had the best time and that's the way I am. I just get stuck in wherever I am. So I really had a blast and five months flew by, like got to travel all over Spain and weekends to Barcelona. And I, I think my mother was horrified at, at stages. Um, I'd be heading off to a music festival in the south of Spain um, and I got a blah, blah car once and I think her heart was in her mouth she was like what are you doing like it's basically it's a cool service like you say you need to go to say Mercia at the weekend is anybody going and then someone will accept your offer so me and a friend I had met out there decided right we're gonna go it's like we didn't know who was gonna give us a lift so <laughs> I think I think my mom's heart was in her mouth <laughs> sorry can you go back what is it called a blah blah car a blah blah car yeah so it was like a cheaper way than getting buses or trains or anything like that that's mad is it like a like a carpool kind of a situation pretty much yeah carpool um I didn't organize I'm the I just go along with these things and hope for the best and they stopped along the way we stopped for food and we got to our festival and then we got somebody else to bring us on the way back up and stuff so like not a bit of fear in me just off I go and that's it works out for the best so yeah it was so fun so I did that there for five months and then came back and complained at my two years then I left of St Mary's and you know the way they kind of have like oh what are you going to do in the next five years I kind of in the back of my mind I always thought right I'll stay at home try and get a bit of experience teaching and then maybe get off somewhere else afterwards so I did that I got my first job I literally handed in my dissertation on the Friday afternoon and got a phone call from my old principal. And he was like, um, I heard you're just ready to graduate. 
have a job coming up would you mind coming down to like have an interview with me and see um a possible opportunity so I was like yeah meanwhile I was like piecing together a dissertation and I'm cutting my finger on the file and everything I was nearly going to hand it in late it was just one of those like last minute things because I was like rushing around um drove the car back home went into the school ended up that was my first job and like I did that from the middle of May right through until the end of June and at this point I had nothing set for September didn't know what was happening and a job the maternity cover then had come up in the school so I went ahead for the interview that was my first ever interview and it was so weird because that was the school I went to so walking in a panel of judges facing me you had the principal vice principal a past teacher board of governors nuns on the panel a few weeks out of college and off I was going to this interview and I didn't actually end up getting the job but I was continuing the post until the end of June and then whoever did get the job got offered a permanent place somewhere else and then I was the next person in line so like maybe the last couple of days in school he was like um what what's your plans for September would you like to like stay on with us so I was delighted so that got me like right into the next year um right up until like March time so it was like shocked in the gale again I was like organizing Kayleys and stuff for that and then I think I did like a week subbing um in random schools like secondary and like I'm primary trained and my first job was teaching Irish in a secondary school so I had a blast like I really did enjoy it and my sister and brother were in the school at the time so I was my sister's form teacher yeah there's a a day like you'd have to like cover different classes and we'd have a main study and my brother was given given off or like not behaving so I, in front of the whole place I was like right give me your homework diary so I wrote him a bad note and that got around the whole school that Miss McAllister gave her brother a bad note and they were all thinking this is so funny but I was like I'm going to show him <laughs> he was like just because I'm your sister you can't just act up yeah so no, it was good crack. And then I end up the next job, then I end up my home primary school. Um, similar sort of scenario. Um, came in at towards the end of the year in time for Holy Communion. So I took the class for the Holy Communion. My little cousin was in the class and I really loved that. Like that age group was so nice to teach. Like I think that's where my heart lies is primary teaching. So again, then the principal came to me and was like, um, what are you doing for the rest of the year? And I was like, oh, don't know yet. We'll see what happens. And he was like, well, we're going to join two classes together. If you want, if you're up for the challenge, like, would you like to do that? So I had 34 kids in the class. Um, One of them was Zoomed in, well, not Zoomed in, at that time, Zoom didn't even exist, but it was, he was too low of an immune system to come to class. So there was this, like, they were trialing out this new technology for robots. So we had, used to have the robot in the class in place of him and he had it linked to his iPad. So he was able to communicate with the class and stuff. So yeah, it was really, it was a really good experience. And again, I had Holy Communion again that year. So I really enjoyed that. And I do, I miss that sort of thing, like being able to teach religion and Irish and art and music, everything, PE, that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. it's very different out here. So the maternity end and that was like around May time and then I saw a job come up for Dubai so I went to the interview in Dublin and then the next thing that was it I was going to Dubai. <laughs> oh my god so firstly I really want to touch on what you just said about the differences of teaching and how you miss the Irish and the music and religion and the arts so for you how how does it compare? Also, I'd, I'd probably be a bit controversial in saying this, but um, I think if I moved to Dubai first, I probably wouldn't want to be a teacher anymore. Um, but because I know what it's like and how good it can be, I think that's what keeps me like, yeah, like there's more to this than like out here. They're very much like driven by assessments. And like it's an American curriculum uh, that I've been teaching I know everybody's different and maybe have different skills but the two different skills I've been in both been quite challenging um just it's a different mindset it's a different way of going um you have your subjects so I would teach English math science and moral so 
you teach for 55 minutes one subject and then move on to the next subject and then they would have specialists coming in to teach uh, Arabic, Islamic, social studies and like P and art and things like that. So you don't really get kind of free reign of your class. So back home in a primary school, you maybe create your own timetable and say, OK, I'm going to have a song in the morning, read a story, do my literacy, do my numeracy and maybe have P or whatever scheduled. But here it's very like regimented and like don't get me wrong I enjoy the people I work with and the kids are lovely but it's just not the same there's a lot of pressure like deadlines like a lot of something I really don't like is like doing things twice just for the sake of it so like putting in data into one system and then doing it again on another system um paperwork all stuff that's not important I think maybe the priorities in some systems here are a bit off. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. What do you think yourself? I'm nodding, I, I'm smiling here. You can see me here on the camera. Like I'm smiling because I'm agreeing with everything you say. Cause like, okay, fair enough. I'm not, I haven't taught in Ireland, but I have a sister who is a, teacher, a primary teacher and I have some very good friends of mine who are teachers at home. So I do obviously hear and I can understand the comparisons and everything you're saying, like I totally, totally agree and I think I think what before before we go into the next question I will just say one small point I think the difference is when it's a private sector school they need a way of measuring the progress to justify why they're a private school why they're a fee-paying school so I think that's why the pressure is so is so intense I think that's why um the expectations are so high on us as teachers because to be fair we're in fee-paying schools there has to be a way of measuring and justifying why they're they're fee-paying in the first place but you know there is such a thing as teacher burnout out here and it does exist yeah it teaches you to be a strong person resilience and like adaptable like you really do have to like go with the flow here um you could come in and your classroom could be moved to a different section one day well, that's happened to me before. Um, I was online actually for one full year. So I never got to meet the kids I taught last year. And it's amazing, like you you get to know people so well. And like, I always spend time at the start building up a relationship with them, getting to know them, finding out what level they're at and stuff. But then even now, like I walk past them in the corridor and like with masks on and stuff, like so I don't recognize them. I'm ashamed to say it, but like, it's just so impersonal being online like I feel like teaching really you need to be in the classroom and like make it fun for the kids I, th I feel so sorry for like children that have missed out on like lots of things like sports days and like assemblies and like interacting or even getting outside and to, to play with each other it's it's a huge thing so like being online for a full year like obviously there are advantages as well like I would have been a a technology folk before like before this COVID pandemic but like now I'm getting on to the laptop and like not bother like zooming lessons and finding different ways for the kids to engage but like definitely like it teaches you to learn a lot and like think on your feet and adapt so it's not all bad like I definitely have, I've weighed up the the pros and cons of it, I think yeah no and everything you're saying is so true and I'm sure it's resonating with a lot of people um it's just interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to hear your perspective. Because, um, how long have you been in Dubai for, Aileen? Uh, this is my third year now. So it is. Yeah. So yeah. tell us then, actually, how you became an Irish dancer. I'd love to hear that part. Um. Yeah. Of course. So it was actually my cousins from Ballycastle, um, the McBrides, that I'd seen them going off in Irish dancing at festivals and practicing and stuff. And they're like, "Why don't you come along?" So at the time they were dancing in Lockheel. So I started out in the Lockheel School of Irish Dancing, um, which is a small village, maybe about 15 minutes away from Ballymoney. And went to a few of the practices and then the next of it, they all quit the dancing. So I got stuck in and then they left. But um, I loved it instantly. Like I really enjoyed like meeting so many new people and 
just learning to dance and like picking up the steps like I, I really just had a love for it and then like as my brothers and everything was being born uh, my little sister it was just a lot of traveling like my mom would have traveled to Lockheed maybe sat out in the car park and waited for me to do my dance practice and then it was a huge commitment like so you would have been training three times a week and that would take up a good chunk of your evening and then obviously having a, a newborn baby and stuff like it, it was just too hard to juggle so I kind of took a bit bit of a break from dancing and then in primary school then one of my best friends was like why don't you come we're going to Irish dance and practice over just over the road um so I joined then it's the same sort of thing they're like do you want to come and try it so I went along and I think I danced there for like 11 years um I would say from the age of seven I've been dancing so yeah like dedication three three times a week uh Monday Thursday and a Saturday morning and then yeah I, I was just hooked I really loved it and like it was never really that competitive streak in me I wasn't bothered if I showed up to a festival and never won um it was more about like taking part and the area I loved the most was like getting the hard shoes on and rhythm and beating out the like the treble jig and the hornpipe or treble reel and then like the group dances like the team dances was so much fun like much to the what would you call it the, the dance teacher would have tore her hair out trying to make sure everybody was in line and like uh the arms were up at the right time and the feet were crossed and all I just thought it was funny like I I was like this is great crack and yeah we would have put on shows and even like amazing opportunities like going to Riverdance did the world's longest line a world record so we took a bus down there and we learned the steps and broke a world record I think that was in 2015 um stuff like that like it's the memories like dancing kind of our lives revolved around dancing then growing up and I would have taken part in the local Irish dancing festivals um Ballymoney, Town Hall, Coleraine, Portrush, Port Stewart and sometimes would have ventured up to Ballymena that was a bit further and then would have qualified for the Ulster Championships or Northern Ireland's but as I say like I wasn't really in it for the winning I was just there to take part and have a day out and socialize and mm. have the crack um, so then that's kind of where Red Robics then takes off is because it focuses more on that side it's not like you have to be in this certain fit or you have to have your legs crossed or you have to keep your arms down by your side um, it's very more relaxed and I think it suits me a lot better. <laughs> so tell us yeah tell us about that how you came to set up Real Robics in Dubai. Yep so Real aerobics, I ended up attending a class in Belfast whenever I was training to be a teacher. Um, so up in St Mary's, I just, I don't know how I saw it advertised, but there was a class called Real aerobics. So I ended up going along to it and instantly I was hooked. It was amazing. Like it was the Irish dancing equivalent of Zumba. Um, and at the very first class, I did find it difficult. Like normally you've been trained to keep your arms down by your side, be straight, move your feet only and that's it but this class you're like moving your arms and it was full body exercises they were adding in squats they were doing all sorts and I was like oh wow this is amazing so then I was really hooked on it and I kept going every week and it was set up by Christina Woods she was a former river dancer and she toured all over America actually met her husband on the river dance tour I think he was like a sound engineer and that's how they met they got married and then she'd done her years of river dance and then didn't really want to go back into like adult Irish dancing classes. So she felt there was something missing. So this was her idea at the time. She came up with a choreography of it. And at the time she was doing like maybe some pop songs like Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, and she would do routines like that. And I said, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You can do Irish dancing to pop songs as well. So I was so buzzed about it. And it's so funny. She... Like, I'm very good friends with her now. And she was like, it was so funny seeing you come every week because you had somebody else along with you to try it. So if I like something, I'm going to go out there and promote it. Like, I really just, oh, I'm going to this class. Do you want to come along? And they're like, yeah, let's go. So every week somebody else is trying it. And she thought this is amazing. Like, oh, I'm getting so many people coming. And I just really loved it. I was hooked. 
and I did that there maybe for like a year just every whenever I could and then maybe be going and doing my class and then coming back and getting ready to go on a student night out or something so it was just for the laugh and then I would have used some of the dance routines I used to do a class called Ranch River Dance so in St Mary's they used to nickname us the ranchers because like all the cultures used to come to Belfast to train to be teachers basically that's how we got the nickname so I was like I'll, I'll start up my own club in in St Mary's called Ranch River Dance and any of the like international students that were over on Erasmus were fascinated by Irish dancing. So I would like teach them the basic steps and maybe a Kaylee dance or two. And then some of the radio aerobics um, songs I'd been learning as well. So at that time, she was, this was like 10 years ago now. Um, so at that time, she was the only person doing this. And then fast forward then to the lockdown, she got the, she created a program then, a, an instructor training program and got it endorsed it's fully endorsed by ADM UK and it's you get a certificate and everything for completing it there's a theory side to it um six modules like history of Irish dance um the science of the body like everything to do with like dancing and like the timing of the like one two three and the reel and the jig and everything so even like history of river dance and all of that and the different types of dancing because I do festival Irish dancing and that's mainly in the north but there are fish dancing commission dancing all sorts of different Irish dancing with wigs and stuff so again it just popped up by chance I followed her on Instagram um, since that time and then she just launched this and been like uh Red aerobics instructor training program could you be the next Red aerobics instructor and I didn't even think twice I was like oh my god this is amazing I'm gonna do it I literally didn't even I think if I had stopped and thought about it I probably wouldn't have done it I just went for it I messaged her I think it was one of the first people then to qualify. So I saw her advertisement in September 2020, I think it was. And then the next thing I got signed up, um, paid the money, did the training. Then you had to do a practical assessment. So I set myself the target. I was like, right, um, I want to have this done before the new year. So between November and December, I was like locking myself in the bedroom. I'm sure the housemates were like, what nurse going on in there? The Irish dance and music was going. I was beating away, like <laughs> learning all these dance routines. And I had told no one really, like I told my mom about it. And she's like, yeah, that sounds really good. Like go for it. She's like, definitely sounds really cool. And I told my two housemates, because obviously they were probably thinking, what's going on? Like, what is she hiding away for in her bedroom doing dancing for so that's what I was doing I was practicing learning up all the routines and then I recorded a practical assessment so it was during the lockdown and it was actually at the perfect time because it gave me something to work on on the side like teaching away online and then I had this thing and I was getting excited about it like I was really buzzed about learning how to do this and I was like so lucky that she was finally like releasing this and letting other people try it so yeah went forward for it passed the test I, I think it was I was doing the practical unboxing day uh like since Stephen's day the day after Christmas recorded it in the shed freezing like you could see the breath in the air and just did it on zoom didn't know any other way how to record myself so I just set up a zoom recorded it and sent it through to her got my certificate and then that was it so there was like social media training and stuff involved with it as well so I started creating all these posts created the page the Facebook page Instagram page and then I was like right I'm doing this so I think I gave myself a week and then I went back into Dubai and I was like right this is happening on the 11th of January and the first classes were all online so I basically just rolled away the mat in the apartment set up the zoom and then it was, I could tell you all who came at the start. It was my mum and sister, my best friends, housemates, and my friends downstairs. So that was the very first ever radio aerobics on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And of course, there'd be a little technical difficulty. So I started the class and I couldn't get the music working. They couldn't hear the music. So my friend from downstairs run up to our apartment, put a speaker, gave me the speaker, and then I took the class. So then I started just recording them and then offering it online. Um, so like, God love my aunties and everyone. Everyone's so good and supportive. 
they all like none of them are dancers or Irish dancers but they all signed up at the start just for to support me um which is so amazing to see so they were all there my mom and sister every week so it would have been like two o'clock in the day there and it was like four or six o'clock here so they were joining in and it was just a laugh and then I was like out on a walk one day and I was like do you know what would be nice maybe to do this outside and if you know Dubai I live near the Dubai Miracle Gardens and there was a huge big open area um wasn't busy there was hardly any cars around and I was like oh wow this would be amazing imagine if we took her dancing outside so for the first few months it was online and then I was like right I'm going to just advertise this here as an outdoor Irish dance class and went for it and then it just kept growing like it was it was so cool to see like everybody coming together and friends were coming and then word of mouth it was basically someone enjoyed it last week and then they brought another person along basically how I felt whenever I started it other people were getting the same buzz out of it and enjoying it too so it was really overwhelming but just kept going like it was it was cool how it all just came about kind of wasn't forced it was just natural the way it all planned out and just to touch on what you just said like so natural like you were in such flow because it was so effortless like it's it's in alignment with who you are and Mm -hmm. you know obviously you remember when Aoife McHugh obviously the yoga teacher at um, Gemma's retreats she speaks about the flow state all the time. So it sounds like you definitely are in flow state when you're... Oh, completely. And like, yeah. say if you've had like a rough day or like, I, w- I would take things personally or like overthink a lot of things. It's just the way I am. Like I'm a deep thinker. And maybe one week, two people would show up, my housemate and another person. And I'm like, oh my God, like what did I do last week wrong? Like, oh my goodness, did I not um, advertise it properly? Did I not give people enough time? Or maybe they didn't enjoy that new dance I tried last week. And I was like, catch yourself on. Like, it's, it's nothing to do with you. You have to stop taking it personally. And like, I was I was down one of these days. I was like, why are they not coming? Like, I, this is so good. I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. But I went on ahead. The two people that came, focus on them. And it, it literally turns your mood around. Like, it's... The dance endorphins is so good. See when the music comes on. It even reminds me of the retreat whenever you start at your section, you just put on a music, everybody got up and dance. Mm. Instantly just changes your mood and like you feel so, so good for doing it afterwards. So I was like, if nobody turns up, I'm gonna do it anyway. Cause like I enjoy it. So mm. it, it literally just it's a really feel good and like you feel better when you're dancing. It's true what they say. So I was like, keep it going. And sure, if no one turns up, it's their loss. <laughs> exactly. My God. And like, you can hear the passion anyway in your voice when you speak about it. And listen, you know, you're a woman after my own heart. When, I, when we talk about music, like it is the medicine for the soul. It really is that. It's that instant mood breaker. You know, it can really change, change everything in a moment with any kind of a song. And when you hear that beat and you're like, oh, OK. And it just it's 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 like a lightning strike isn't it when you hear it like, yeah oh absolutely and like even like trying to come up with choreography if I'm out on a walk I'd be listening to the music or it's so funny like my housemates would go off to the gym and I'd maybe be prepping lunch for the next day and I'd be blasting reels and jigs and then I'd go off and do something and you can just hear them laugh and they're like oh here she goes she's at it again <laughs> just thinking of the next thing or coming up with the next routine or something so yeah like I really love it and I think if people try it they'll love it too like it's it's just fun and it's no pressure like I'm, I'm not judging anyone if they're on the wrong foot or they left the wrong hand or something literally anything goes like there's no like judgment or anything and like going back to my dancing days I probably didn't enjoy the fishes that much just because I would go on stage and like literally not be able to smile. I'd be concentrating on the steps. But like here, like literally you're just in the flow of it, as you say, and like put on the music and it, it just, I don't know, it comes, comes naturally. Like, so, yeah. Oh, that is honestly, it's so amazing to hear you even speak about it. And to, even when I see you on Instagram and your classes are going ahead, and I just want to note, I think it's fair to say, 
you do have a lot more than two people at your classes now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing to see the growth and like even the the friends people are making is continually surprising me. I go onto Instagram and see like two of the girls are off doing a pool day or two of the girls are off having coffee together or they're like everybody's it's a real I think it, your vibe does attract your tribe it's the same sort of people that just want to have a good time don't take themselves too seriously wanting to have well the tag is fun and fitness crack and cardio that's basically as simple as that and it's an Irish dance based fitness class so we use the basic footwork of Irish dancing so I'm sure everybody's tried Irish dancing at some point in their lives threes and the sevens are the first two basic things you learn and then like jump over two threes or back two threes so everything's very basic with your feet and then you add in your arm movements as well so um, you could be doing arms out and arms up or down or like moving them and even like river dance was here for the expo and that that was such a buzz about that for Dubai and it was an amazing opportunity then we all got to go we were up at the front seat so I had messaged the pavilion um at expo Irish expo and I was like is there any chance like we could do like a workshop or something with the river dance cast while they're here they're like absolutely come on down so end up we went two nights so we went and watched the show and I, that's so inspiring like it makes you just want to go off with them like it's, it's so so cool and I think that's probably the first time a lot of people in the UAE for sure it was the first time for them to see what river dance or Irish dancing was about and then like, even like friends of mine that have never seen it before they're like wow it's actually really cool so I think it really got the, the word out there about Irish dancing and then we were up at the front row really enjoying it so it was like a real aerobic social event like all of us any of the dancers that went along plus all my friends as well came along too so there was like maybe like 25 or 30 of us there to watch river dance and then we came back the next day and got like a, a workshop with the cast so four of the main dancers came out and taught us the like the finale for river dance so that was special like that's a dream come true to be able to dance for river dance so do you know what if you don't ask you don't get and like yes. That's my motto, isn't it? <laughs> so true, Aileen. So true. Ah. Oh. So it's class, like, and even like the social side of it, like being an Irish expat coming out to Dubai, like, especially during that lockdown time, like if you were new in Dubai, you wouldn't really have an opportunity to meet new people. Like the Gaelic football is really, really good for meeting friends. And I've made so many amazing friends through that. But with the lockdown and everything, it wasn't happening and it wasn't able to happen. So then it's real aerobics outdoors, very easily to social distance. You didn't have to touch hands or anything. Everybody was in their own space. And it, it really got everybody just like clicking. Like it was really, really good. And like between the jigs and the reels, then we'd have a chat and catch up. And how was your inspection this week? Or where did you go last weekend? Or what brunch are you doing next weekend? Like that's what it's about. Like getting to know people and bringing people together for the love of Irish dance. And yeah, as we've we've grown a bit more since the two people now, um, it could be random numbers, 12, 15, 20, eight, like just depends. And so, yeah. And, you know, I think it, it's a credit to you, Aileen, for bringing it to Dubai because it's, pardon me, it's such a, it's such a simple concept. It's such a simple um, form of exercise but form like merging it with then the, the love of Irish dancing it's mm. genius you know and I think um, you did such a great job to obviously to train and to qualify as a as a an Irish dancer coach yeah would I be right in saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. Aerobics instructor, yeah and then to set up your Instagram page and like your graphics are amazing like even though you have your layouts everything is oh, I love it it's so cool I enjoy doing it like it, it's fun I'd be sitting there a free period in school don't tell anyone but I'd be sitting there doing my <laughs> my posts for the, the day ahead or trying to get all that promotion going mm. and yeah it, it's trial and error like to be honest I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm kind of setting up a business but I don't really know much about business but I'm, I'm trying I'm trial and error like I did the online classes 
tried that for a while doing the outdoor classes um I moved locations then at one point because it was getting very busy here like there was construction work going on outside and it was getting dangerous so I had to come up with somewhere else to go and then even with so we moved it to the the science park in Alberta South and it's a lovely location um there's like lights and toilets and everything changing rooms the prayer room even if you need to take the prayer um cold prayer we need to stop for sometimes just because there's a show respect for everyone that obviously when you're in another country you have to abide by their laws and even the ramadan coming up and the weather is going to get hotter as well so like last year one of the girls that came to Real Robics, her husband is a manager um, for McGettingans and offered us the Bonington Hotel. So we moved the classes there for a couple of months. Oh. So I'm hoping hopefully this year again, we'll get to do the same once because once you step out into that heat and the humidity, like there's no way you can breathe to even dance or even talk the words out to say it is too hard. So it was amazing, a great venue to be able to do that. So hoping soon in the next couple of months we'll be moving back again and like yeah just going with the flow and seeing what happens and even like getting t-shirts made like my friend Fergal through his work he went and got the designs printed for me used the logo we got everybody t-shirts and it's just random things like people walking past asking you what it's about and like just connections like you'd be surprised who you get talking to and then how things can just escalate and how opportunities arise and just I don't stress too much about how it's going to work out or anything I just keep going day by day and everything works out for the best then yeah and I think you're right though I like like you said keep going day by day because you're enjoying it right now you're yeah and I think you my impression of you, Aileen, from the, the few times I've met you in person, my impression of you is that you're very good at living in the moment. Like yeah. you are a very present person. And I think that will actually stand to you that you're you're not worrying about where you're going to take it. And I think that actually would attract more people to your classes because you're you're enjoying it very <laughs> it's very obvious you enjoy what you do you know and people find that infectious in anything you know in any group or any class they want to join if the person conducting it or facilitating it is enjoying it which well, sure you're going to have a feel good uh, factor feel good mood straight away you know <laughs> tell us about your plans let's say for your time in Dubai yeah um so I think this is my last year this year anyway um, I didn't sign on for the next contract and I think I don't know you just get a sense of when it's your time to go obviously if I don't know what's going to happen with Real Robics um, I have someone in mind that could train up and take over um, so if she agrees to that then I'm happy to to hand over the reins um, I've started planted a seed here so hopefully it will take off and keep going um but yeah this is my last year I've made a list of stuff that I might want to do so well, the first thing on it was the expo so visit visit the pavilion so I've, I've done a good few of the pavilions I had the class there this week um so they had a blast long awaited school trip um I haven't done the grand mosque in Abu Dhabi yet so I want to do that well come down um, you know when you're down yeah yeah absolutely definitely I'll hold that yeah please um, do let me know when you're down yeah and one for the kids they're all always telling me to go to global village um they're obsessed they, they really love global village so before it closes i must go to global village soon um i've done I'd, i've done the skydive i've done the zip line um i did the zip line and russell came and i'll never do that again i was praying the hail mary so i died <laughs> oh Oh, I would say it's, it's the worst thing I've ever done. You're I'll never do that again. <laughs> would you say the, the zip line is worse? Well, my personal opinion, I, I did not enjoy that zip line. And the Russell Kaima one is the longest, fastest one in the world. So you're, you're going like head first, arms strapped behind your back <laughs> uh, at like 100 miles an hour going through mountains. Oh, and my mouth is moving and it, 
I couldn't even breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't even take in the, the mountains or the scenery because I was that terrified. I was like perennial Mary Philgers, like trying to get me to the other side. And then when you get to the end, you have to do another zip line to get over to the end. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, are you serious? So I have a video of that and I send it to my dad and I send it to my mom and family and no one else has saw it and they'll never see it. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Fair play to you getting on it. If you were that terrified, oh. you still got on it, and you felt fear, and you did it anyway. Fair play. That's it, and I'll, I'll never do it again. Like that's a uh, one thing ticked off the list. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> uh, the one in Dubai. I've, I've done the zip line in Dubai over the marina. It's it's not as scary. I wouldn't mind doing that again. Okay. Um, uh, the skydive, really good obviously you're strapped to someone so if it goes wrong someone else is there so the zip line you're on your own <laughs> that's true to be fair when we did the zip line in february like i did i was i was nervous definitely and to be fair like when do you know when they when they're getting you propped up it's on my video you'll see it on my instagram like do you know when they mm-hmm. put your hands behind your back and then you're just like hanging yeah. and you're getting ready yeah. but i remember i couldn't stop laughing i thought it was so hilarious but at the same time i was like I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But I couldn't. My mouth and my jaw was so sore from laughing so hard because I just thought everything was just so ridiculous. And then when we took off, my friend was beside me. And all I kept thinking was, oh, my God, it's going to open. It's actually going to open. And you're just facing <laughs> the ground. And you felt like it was going to go, OK, bye bye. Like, I, I kept feeling like it was going to open. But then, like, I was able to take it in then after a couple of seconds. But like that initial feeling of when you just take off like yeah I know yeah yeah. oh you were laughing the whole way up I I go the opposite way completely silent there's something wrong if I go really quiet like and as a sign like oh I was just so nervous but sure as you say it's it's done you faced the fear and did it (laughs) and go home on yourself so anything else that's on your list you have there um maybe swim with the dolphins at the Atlantis the palm um I have a fear of water like deep water I don't really like it going over my head but if I could stand in beside them I wouldn't mind that um maybe go camping or glamping or something in Hatta I haven't been to Hatta yet or like um one of them mountain trails my friend and I tried to do the fossil rock in Sharjah and took a wrong turn and ended up going up the back side of the mountain so we didn't actually do the proper hike so I'd like to try and do a hike um horse riding as well I've done horse riding lessons in the past so I'd like to try that maybe um sunrise or something and then yeah pretty much go with it and see what else happens or turns up um heading to the Philippines here next week so on Friday no sorry Friday actually we're heading to the Philippines for two weeks so buzzing about that it'll be really really good we tried to go two years ago when we first came out here and then the lockdown happened. So um, we're going to get that ticked off the list. Island hopping and everything. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, your Philippines is like stepping into Instagram. It's just, Philippines is like, it's so pristine. It's not ruined by tourism at all. Like it's absolutely beautiful. And there's, there's like every island, like I think there's something like 7,000 islands. It's absolutely astronomical, the amount of islands they have. But like the people are so kind. The people cannot do enough for you. Like they really cannot do enough for you. And just the island life, it's just so chill. You're going to love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, for really looking forward to it. It'll be good. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, Will we go with that? Will we go into your quick fire round? Actually, okay, yeah. Would you like to actually share, firstly, I'm very sorry. Would you like to share with people how they can join if they're listening in and they're like, oh, geez, I wouldn't mind doing a few jigs and reels and Kaylee dances? Oh, yeah. Um, so normally I do it on a Monday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, in the New Science Park, Alberta, South Dubai. So if you're interested at all, if you want to check us out, you can go onto our Instagram page. It's Real Robics Dubai or our Facebook page as well. And um, I've shared into a couple of groups. So I always like to find out like how, how did they hear about it? Mainly it's word of mouth. Um, if a friend of a friend goes, 
then they're like, oh, I'm going to bring my friend next week. But even you never know who who's watching those groups and all. So, yeah, come along, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have recordings if anybody can't get to the class and wanted to try it online. Um, the quality isn't that good, but maybe that's something in the future we could work towards, like a YouTube channel or something like that. Um, so it's more accessible to everyone. And yeah, Real Robics is actually all over the world now. So I'm the Dubai instructor, but they have it in Australia. They have it in the Netherlands, um, Hawaii. There's 23 instructors in the midst of training or set up already. So they've one in England, um, some in the north of Ireland, North Coast. And they have what is it, Glen Gormley and yeah, a couple of other ones. So yeah. We're taking over now, so hopefully it'll be like the Zumba effect. There'll be classes everywhere. So there's the website you can check out. It's realfitness.com. Um, that's run by Christina, the owner of Real Robics. And then you have the different instructors then in control of their own classes. So I'm the person to contact in Dubai if you want. And you never know, hopefully Abu Dhabi will get one soon as well. There's a girl we have in mind for that too. Wow. Oh my God. Really is world domination. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So Aileen McAllister, will we go into your quick fire round? Yep. Yep. Okay. So first question, what is the first thing you notice about a person? Um, I would say it's probably their eyes, um, eye contact, um, their smile. Um, Ultimately, like I get a good sense of a person from their energy or like their body language um I'm, I'm generally good at gravitating towards certain people or avoiding others like keep my head down and walk past some other ones I, I, I just pick up on people's energies I think um so I'm basically how how people treat other people um that's something I, I notice if they're kind to a waiter or stuff like that or hold the door open for someone I, I value that more than the looks or anything like if you had a spot or a cut or something on your face, probably take me a couple of hours to, to even realize. Um, you'd be more focused on the actual person. That's a lovely answer. Oh, <laughs> love that answer. Um, Aileen, okay, so habits that have improved your life. Um, I suppose like being in Dubai has been a real learning curve. Um, the Dubai stone is a real thing. So I definitely did put on a lot of weight, like you know, like brunch and all you can eat, all you can drink and just going a bit, indulging a bit overboard. Um, my friends and I signed up to a fight camp through Boxica. Boxing boxing's a really nice um, sport, a, way, a really good way of keeping fit. Um, we did like an eight-week fight camp. So it really taught me really good habits. Um, and I, I still imply them now. Like beforehand, I wouldn't know anything about counting calories or like how much protein you should be eating or anything like that. But the habits of that, like tracking what you're eating or like daily exercise really has like helped. And like every night of the week I'm doing something. So like would be football, dancing, netball, boxing, um, the weekend, take a rest or be off doing social activities. Sure. You know yourself. Um, <laughs> but like even like basically, basic ones when you get up in the morning just open your curtain straight away make your bed um when you come in from school habit stacking that uh atomic habits book um is really good for like you know like prepping food if i come home from school and i clean my lunchbox and wash all away my like tupperware and everything prepare my lunch for the next day that really sets me up if i don't then i'm like running around in the morning trying to pour my porridge and trying to make a sandwich or whatever it, it just helps everything if you have prepared the night before and then you have a smoother morning then so yeah basic things but the, like all of that adds up and even like trying to read a bit more and stuff as well or like trying to save money like 10 pound a day that's 306 3650 pound a year do you know like if a little bit day by day does build up so yeah simple things keep it simple yeah and like you said it's the simple things that matter and add up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the next question I know we've actually just touched on it it says what's on your bucket list would you like to share what's your number one on your bucket list that you cannot leave Dubai without doing 
Oh, goodness. Um, I don't really know what would be the number one thing to do. Uh, maybe actually go up the Burj Khalifa in daylight and see the whole of Dubai from above. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, I've done it at nighttime, like on a ladies' night, but I've never actually experienced it during the daytime. And my mom and sister and cousins and aunties are coming out to visit. So I think I'll do some like touristy things with them and um, maybe like Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that. Random little things. Um, but I've, I've done most of the big stuff that, that I set out to do. Good woman. So, yeah. Good woman. And do you have anything, let's say, on your bucket list like after Dubai? Um, I'd love to tour Ireland. Like, Obviously, like I've I've been to a good few places, but I haven't been around like Kerry or haven't been like Cork even. Like I want to go down to the bottom of Ireland and maybe do the Wild Atlantic Way. I'd love to do an Irish road trip. Um that's that's something that'd be probably this summer, something like that I'd like to tick off. Oh my god, you'd have to tell me when you're in Kerry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh my god, I'll bring you out in Killarney, girl. <laughs> Oh, I'd be so up for that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Kerry is like, it's class because, okay, I'm very biased. I'd say people would be sick of me because I just, everything about Kerry, I just love. But like, Kerry is class because you have the rugged scenery, you know, you've got all that like really picturesque stuff, like Instagram worthy stuff, right? Like it's class. But then the nights out are unbelievable. Like Killarney and Dingle, the two best towns you literally like for a county that's at the very southwest of Ireland the whole world comes to Kerry you could meet anyone from like anywhere in the towns which is I find so hilarious because it's like <laughs> traveling do you know what I mean but I'm literally yeah. like outside my doorstep it's class yeah like even being in Dubai through football like meeting friends that are from Kerry they're such good crack and like obviously they must come from a good place <laughs> Fun. so that's my kind of people I'll go to Kerry and we can start a Keely <laughs> oh I love it I have just the bar I'm just the bar in my okay. <laughs> love it bring it on <laughs> love it go on so tell me what are you most grateful for Aileen I'm grateful for my amazing family and friends um I'm so lucky to be blessed with like such a good support network at home um coming from a huge family like my dad is one of 15 so he's seven brothers and seven sisters so I have lots of cousins and aunties and uncles and then on my mom's side from Donegal so I'm really fortunate to have such a huge tight-knit family and that's what makes it hard to be here as well because you have such a good family like we are very family oriented and like brought up that way um my friends as well like at home and here in Dubai and Donegal I have lots of really really good friends um and even like I came to Dubai by myself and at the interview day I met my housemate and best friend at the interview oh. it was just by chance she came out of the interview got the job and was like I have to run off here but here's my Instagram if you get it message me messaged her and I was so things do have a way of working out like that whole summer like she was off to Ibiza one week I was going the next week we were both at Westlife at the same time together we both had a cousin's wedding at the end of August. So we had to delay our flights a couple of days. So we flew together. We sat beside each other. We got put in the same apartment. We got put in the same school. Yeah. We clicked instantly. And then we met, met other people through that as well. Like, and like my housemates and everything. So like, I'm really grateful for them. Like we've had such a great time together and it'll be hard to go. Like I really will. Oh yeah. Well, what, what a way to meet your housemate. That's so cool. Yeah. I know it's like anybody that's sitting out there and be like oh like I'm too scared to go somewhere do you know what do it like you're gonna meet like-minded people and probably your best friends for life like these will be my best friends for life my I have best friends at home and I have best friends here and like I can't wait for them all to meet someday I'll be a good crack wow, <laughs> that's so nice so yeah I'm really grateful family and friends good health and being able to stay in contact with everyone around the world you know like we have zoom and like social media and everything and you're never that far away from home so that's what I'm grateful for 
Yeah, that's a great perspective to have, Aileen. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So um, any content that you've consumed that has influenced a positive change in your life? I'd say we're, we're probably all consumed by a lot of content these days. Um, always glued to our phones or like watching things. Um, I told a friend or two in school that I was going on this and they're like, oh yeah, I was recommended. I've actually listened to a couple of her episodes and stuff. So like your podcast, a County Down Unders podcast. Um, there's a girl in uh, Australia, County Down. Um, Caroline McKenna, I really like. I think she's doing great things and my kind of girl as well. Like she's just out there bringing people together and telling it how it is she's real and like she gives a good perspective of what life really is like as an expat living abroad little penny thoughts I love her um quotes you know I, I, my newsfeed is filled quotes and like you know like the vibe of the day and like I like all that there like reading different like motivation um there's another girl show me your mindset named Shona um she, I met her through Jameer Gales she's got really good content she's like another life coach and she puts on like reels and things and puts up funny reels and um you know like setting boundaries and stuff like that and she's very very decent to listen to um audible I was listening to a book called Gravitas and like what is Gravitas your gravitation towards people or your pull um when people walk into your room like they take notice so like even your communication style or how you have influence and authority over people and I'm a nerd I love learning like when you're a teacher you're going to be a lifelong learner so it's a really good one and something even like as simple as keeping your palms upright like there was an exercise in the book like if you say the days of the week with your palms upright you sound more upbeat and positive but if you have your palms the other way you're very like solemn and serious so like try it and you can actually feel the difference in your like diaphragm and everything moving it's like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday or monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday do you know there's like did you hear the difference yeah 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 so like posture body image or like holding yourself upright or like changing your demeanor so if a child did something wrong in class and you had to be serious Sometimes I have to like really like turn around, take a deep breath, because I find some of the stuff they do funny. But when you have to switch that on, it's just like, right, you got to flick the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a good thing that uh, I was listening to. And then another one, Know Your Worth, Anna Matthews, um, about self-esteem, learning to say no and stop being a people pleaser. I think in the past, I probably was guilty of that, like, I'd be just going along with things because everybody else was doing it. But as I've gotten older, like setting more boundaries and like growing in confidence again, you know, like being in a, a work scenario where like you're told you're you're not a good teacher and stuff or like being inspected all the time. And like that's a lot of things you have to take, but you have to like work yourself back up again. So like just knowing your worth, it's Anna Matthews, it's called. Um, I thought that was really good. and. Uh, it resonates like there's a lot of good points in that book and then I started reading the 5am club but I'm scared to finish it because then I have to start getting up at 5am <laughs> 5am <laughs> um, by Robin Schwarma but it's a good book so far but I get up at 6am at the minute so even that's a challenge at the minute <laughs> 6am is still a great rise yeah it is yeah and what else um yeah, that's, that's quite a lot of stuff, a lot of content there. Yeah, and all lovely, uplifting things. Yeah, that's focus on the positive. Like, I'm, I'm not interested in negativity or drama or conflict or anything. Just focus on the good. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. So finally, Aileen, your song of choice. Um, I would have to say Blame It On The Boogie by the Jacksons. Um. Great song. The, I just can't help myself. My feet keep moving. Like I think I've gotten in trouble more times than I can count in Dubai for dancing when I'm not supposed to dance, or like <laughs> being egg to go on up in the stage and stuff. So yeah, don't blame it on me. Blame it on the boogie. So that's my song. <laughs> I love it. That's such a great song choice. Oh my god, I'm gonna listen to that straight after this call. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I love it. Like even if you're out in a walk, it's just real 
very good if you need a bit of a pick-me-up that's the song that'll get you up and going oh yeah. no I, I could have picked loads of songs like my music taste is so eclectic like growing up my mom would be blasting Bruce Springsteen or we'd be playing Johnny Cash in the car and the mighty Donny Gall or Fleetwood Mac or then I I loved the Spice Girls when I was young like I was obsessed with them and my uncles used to keep me going they're like and then I'd be crying and they'd be saying Fleetwood Mac's better and oh like I just I just loved the Spice Girls and then like just like James Bay and Ed Sheeran and the Whistling Donkeys are a good one as well a good Irish country band um the Whistling Donkeys the Whistling Donkeys yeah oh, I was supposed to go to their concert in the summer and uh for my birthday and I got COVID so I missed their concert so I hope they play again <laughs> oh no were you okay did you recover okay oh yeah yeah took it, it definitely floored me it took the energy right out of me it took me a real good time after being on fight camp and doing a lot of work and fitness and trying to get healthy then being sick with COVID in the summer it took me a long time to get back on and back in my stride and back up to it like mm. took me a while even going for a walk and stuff um took the breath out of you but no definitely much better now like well over COVID hopefully now good good that's good to hear <laughs> well Aileen I do want to say a huge thank you to for you to come on to the podcast today it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on you're a breath of fresh air and I'm sure there'll be so many people listening today that will absolutely agree you're just you're so easy to chat to and you're just so you're again I know I keep saying this but your energy is just so infectious honestly I just anytime I chat with you I always come back I always leave um feeling my cup is full you know and I think that's what we should always strive to have and surround ourselves with people like you you know so thank you so much and I want to Aww. wish you the best of luck with wherever the the plane takes you next but also real aerobics I hope it continues the success and I'm sure you will continue as well with your passion of Irish dancing. Oh, thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on and have the chats with you today. Really enjoyed it. And yeah, really appreciate being asked. And thanks so much. And best of luck with your Nova coaching and everything too. And yeah, I'll be in, up in Abu Dhabi soon, hopefully. So yes, yeah, we'll, keep we'll, have, have you in, uh, we'll have you in Abu Dhabi and we'll have you in Kerry. I can't wait for these outings. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Definitely. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Aileen. And we'll chat soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chat to you soon. Cheers. Bye. All right. That's the end of today's episode. Please let me know what you think by giving me a five-star review, giving me a comment on Apple Podcasts, or if you want, take a screenshot of the podcast episode, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me. Let me know. Remember, if your page is private, send me a quick DM with your feedback and I'll share it to my profile page. Thank you again for spending your precious time listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm wishing you a fantastic day ahead and thank you again.